Welcome to Side Talks. It's yeah. a podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what this is. We both have fresh haircuts. You can't see them. Uh, mine was done in my bathroom with my beard clippers. Oh, mine was done on a back porch of a friend's house. Yeah. By an ex-girlfriend. Um, COVID. What are you going to do, right? Oh, I don't know. Get haircuts by ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Well, hey, that's the thing these days. Party. Uh, who are you? What the um, hell is this? <laughs> I'm Rachel Morgan. Did you like how that's really irritating? I didn't think it was that. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was that irritating. Okay. Well, welcome to Side Talks. Let's talk about movies. Let's do it. I'm Corey Kraft. Let's talk about movies. And haircuts. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one. Fight. fight. You know what it's time for, bitch? It's time for a five-minute fight. Five-minute fight! What are we fighting about? We are fighting about the lovely, wonderful, amazing Black Swan. So you know how you always start fights? And I guess we've started. You know how you always... the timer, timer started, yes. You know how you always start fights saying, I know I'm going to lose this one? Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to lose this one because this is a movie that pretty much everybody on the planet likes yes, a lot more bitch, than I yes. do. Um, I, I've just never really shined to Black Swan, which when you get down to it might be my least favorite, one of my least favorite Darren Aronofsky movies. And we just talked about him. Yeah. He's a, he's a really, he's a really good director, a really effective director, a director whose work is always provocative, a director I respect a lot, but Black Swan has never done it for me. I always found it kind of derivative of those early Polanski movies and, and kind of, uh, you know, not... <sighs> Not as lurid as I want it to be, but not as, you know, dialed down and restrained as it could be either. It's just in some weird, tepid middle ground for me. Oh, my God. I disagree with you here. Well, I mean, again, everybody else in the world does. Um, I like Natalie Portman in this movie a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the way it's shot. Yeah. I just don't like the story. I don't like the script. What is wrong with the script here? I mean, I, I'm just going to – look, there's a lot of things I could say. Let me just get a couple of points in really quickly, Please. and then I'm going to hand it to you. Okay. I mean, how do you argue with this casting where you've got um, you know, Natalie Portman uh, as the swan queen? Yes. You've got Winona Ryder as the dying swan, the aging out swan. Who's I mean, excellent. it's just, just terrific, terrific. Barbara Hershey is, is the queen. Who's right? excellent. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, I, I'm all, I have name – trepidation with her but mila kunis yes who i think is just absolutely wonderful as the black swan i don't think she's that great in this she's movie. pretty darn great yeah. she's pretty darn great I, i've I never mean, really she, liked her performance here oh i think it's one i think it's amazing i think mm. it's i think it's wonderful everybody think, else does too I mean, everybody's you know. holding their own here and the and again just the casting alone feels just pitch perfect so i will i will pause for a second i have much more to say about this and we only have a short amount of time so go ahead and you just talk about the plot issues you're having I don't know. I mean, the the mixture of body horror into the psychological yeah. mix has has never really sat well with me. Uh, those elements have, have always felt kind of abrupt and and not really well executed. And I'll be completely honest, um, this movie is not super fresh on my mind, so I don't have a lot of specific like plot yeah. points to address here. Uh, but as the film sort of spirals out of. Uh, control for uh, the Natalie Portman character. Uh, the movie has uh, it invariably kind of loses me along the way. And I'm, I've never really been entirely sure why that is, but there is just something about that sort of spiral into darkness that feels over insistent and perhaps uh, a little overbaked in the way that Ugh. a lot of people find a lot of other Aronofsky movies. 
Oh, if I think I think I think you're wrong. I mean, I think what you're experiencing there is is a is a real conviction to a particular sort of tone. Maybe. And and I think that if you're caught up on the plot here, you're caught up on the wrong thing. You're focused on the wrong thing. Yeah. And this, it's a little it's it's a little it gets a little abstract. It gets a little sort of out of place. It, it it's a bit of a fever dream at moments. I mean, I think a lot of it is that sort of that that sort of feverish thing that you get with this almost like an addiction to craft, right? An yeah. addiction, and, and and yeah, I mean, uh, this sort of a, a mental break that, in a lot of ways, this is a great film to watch now because sure. it does have a lot to do with isolation. It does have a lot to do with singular focus. It does, and and you you've probably experienced this a little bit. It it warps your mind up a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I'll just say I, I do wish I had had time to rewatch yeah. it for that, those reasons. And I think perhaps in 2011 when it came out, or 2010, 2010 when it came yeah. out, uh, I was kind of stuck on Aronofsky's The Wrestler, which is a lot more stripped down and grounded take on similar themes. Yeah, and not and not it's dark in a different way. I'm yeah, gonna put it that it way. It is dark. It in is a, a dark way. film, but it is dark in a different way and in a way that's a lot more attached to I think familiarity and uh, and and. A little bit more realistic. This does feel. The other thing about this is it feels very a certain sort of corner of New York. Yeah, this sort of corner of New York where people are are you know living a particular dream that's just not quite enough, but you're still sort of in a shitty apartment and you're still. I mean, it's a very it's a very real thing for a lot of folks. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think there's a particular darkness to that too. And I mean, there's also this sort of layer of this the theme of mirrors and the doppelganger stuff and the you know. The sort of twin D. I mean, it's just a lot to unpack, and you know that I'm a sucker for that. And there's some creepy stuff in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Oh, for there's sure. some really you know great horror imagery. I think of you know a lot of the the idea of reflections and the reflections turning around on her and all of that creepy stuff. I mean, you know, again, don't get me wrong. I love fever dream cinema. I love abstract, you know, weird uh, horror. Ah! Oh my goodness, that was really loud for some reason. <laughs> it- <laughs> No, but that <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because it brought it to a close in the way that I appreciate. I also want to sneak in really quickly and say there's a lesbian sex scene in this film, so of course you hate it. Uh, okay, I can't address that. I hope up you to, got that up to this. Point, I hope you got that up Brad. to this point. This was more of a five minute discussion than a five minute fight, and you had to go. I had and to go there, bitch. At the end, Sam, go tell everybody how I won. Oh, yes, I mean again, I expected <laughs> this. Uh, finally. Corey, not a friend to lesbian sex scenes. <laughs> That's not a even a friend to all women, but not lesbian sex scenes. I, I don't want to. I don't, don't want to argue this point too vociferously, lest <laughs> you, people you, think like you best not think twice about who I am. But I don't think that's necessarily even true. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one thing I'm gonna go against Rachel on is that it's you can argue with the casting. I think Mila Kunis was. Definitely miscast. I can yeah. maybe that's my personal problem. I can just only see her as Jackie from that '70s show or a, a rom com with Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, at first, I was against Corey's point of that it's a body horror plus psychological drama and it's just overbaked. But then I started thinking that yeah, that they should probably stay separate. Um, like, what if in Whiplash, Miles Teller just gradually turned into a drum, just turns into a completely different <laughs> It'd be movie, a better film. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's definitely a fever dream on isolation, singular focus, warps your mind. So yeah, Rachel comes out of the gate on this one very strong. Thank you. Corey loses. I mean, that's a fine. billion points to Rachel. Why not? What, why not? Sure. One million points to me because Corey hates lesbian sex scenes. Oh boy. All right. Well, we're about to get into it then. <laughs>
I hear the sound of wind chimes. Oh, what could that mean? It's time for Reflections. And today, we're going to reflect on uh, the Sundance Film Festival, the 2021 Sundance Film Festival that just uh, ended uh, with um, a lot of really great film screenings uh, in person at the satellite venues, the Sidewalk Cinema and the Sidewalk Pop-Up Drive-In was a satellite venue for Sundance. So before we really get into it, um, how did all that go? You know, it all, it all went really smoothly, um, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's just a lot of room for error. Sure. Not that we... A lot of moving parts. I mean, yeah. when you're doing a pop-up drive-in, I mean, you In know. January. Yeah. In, in Alabama, where it can or maybe is not going to be cold, but it indeed was cold. Um, we had one sort of night that was, you know, a little bit of a reprieve from that, but overall it was pretty cold. I, I don't, you know, it, it was it was great. I mean, yeah. it happened and now it's over and, you know... <laughs> uh, you know, I'll be honest. Um, the ticket sales weren't what I wanted to sell everything out all the time, yeah. nonstop, because it's Sundance, and I, you know, I went to film school, and then I went to graduate film school, and you, you, when Sundance happens in your town, you, you go to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, the numbers are pretty tough. People are pretty exhausted from the sort of news cycle, and you know we're on just the uh, the holidays are not that far in the rearview mirror, and it's really freaking cold here, and we're a city full of babies when it comes to cold, including myself. So sure. I think that all had an impact. I mean, we did sell at a lot of screenings; things were things were good, but I just my expectations are always way up there, and so that was a little bit of a. Uh, but again. The films themselves, the the experience, the fact that we it was such an honor. I mean, all all and I mean, the sidewalk team pulled it out. You know, really pulled off a, a great festival. So yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Um, my exposure to Sundance was solely virtual. Yeah. Um, I used uh, the Sundance app to watch uh, all of the the programming that I watched from home. Um, how many films did, did, uh, sidewalk screen? Like I think 10? we ended up with like 12, 12. Yeah. Okay. So I think I, I saw, I didn't see everything that sidewalk programmed, but I ended up watching 37 feature films. Well, that's a lot. Um, uh, yes. So that's why my eyes look as tired as they right. look right now. You really, you really, um, I squeezed in. as many films in as possible. And I wanted to, to talk about some of the films in the programming, um, just to reflect a little bit on it, because I, I thought the programming was by and large really solid. Um, yeah, I didn't love everything I saw. Right. In fact, there were a bunch of movies that I saw that I didn't like at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's part of the game when you go to a film festival, and and it was a thoughtfully curated group of films. I thought I I, I, I can't point to any one film in particular that I would say like, well, that had absolutely no business being in the lineup, even if I didn't like it. I mean, there were a lot of um, uh, really, you know, thoughtful works that came out of, I don't know, a pretty fucked up and tumultuous time in history yeah. in the past sure. year or so. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk uh, about some of the stuff that that I I thought was kind of tops, and I want to focus on one that I knew that not only did Sidewalk Screen, I think the cinema is going to be playing it in its um, primary release yeah. here in just a week uh, as of this recording, and that's Judas and the Black Messiah, right? Um, which I thought was terrific. Yeah. Um, it's a really uh, exciting movie um, that's not only politically relevant but has 
you know, it has the bones of like not only a sort of Scorsese style crime epic, but a seventies a paranoid thriller in a lot of ways, uh, in telling the story of the assassination of Fred Hampton. Um, and you know, the two lead actors, Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya are, are really good. Um, the other top film of the festival for me, I think is another film that sidewalk screened, um, Rebecca Hall's adaptation of Passing um, mm-hmm. with, yeah. with uh, Tessa Thompson and um, Ruth Nega uh, in the leads there as two biracial women, one of whom lives her life passing as white, the other uh, of whom lives her life as, as an African-American woman. Um, and the conflict and subtle sort of shifting jealousies and power dynamics that ensues between these two women when they cross each other's paths again. Yeah. I, I, that's probably my favorite thing that I watched uh, all weekend, actually. Um, and that sold out for us. That's great. So, I, I, I mean, I, I'm happy about that. I think the movie's gotten kind of a, a mixed response, but it yeah. is it is a, you know, it's an odd, slow, like, puzzle of a movie in a lot of ways that... Um, and strange, yeah. It's so strange. It's so much stranger, I think, than anybody maybe anticipated right. going into it. It's not as straightforward a, a story as that sounds. Um, very, very subtle, but I, I thought really remarkable. Um there was a new work from a Sidewalk Film Festival alum uh, that was another one of the top films of the festival for me. Um, I think in 2017, Sidewalk programmed uh, a film called Rat Film, a documentary yep. by Theo Anthony. Yep. And his follow-up film, uh, All Light Everywhere, is another experimental documentary mm-hmm. that's sort of a – this time more of an essay on – uh, surveillance mm-hmm. and uh, the omnipresence of digital cameras and how we can never really trust uh, those cameras to give us an accurate sort of recounting of events um, when when we really think about it. Uh, I thought it was a terrific documentary, just as exciting formally and in subject matter as, uh, as Rat Film was. So if you out there listening saw Rat Film at Sidewalk or, or elsewhere and really responded to it, this new one, it's just... Just as good. Check yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, what what did anything stick out for you from you know, the, the programming? I think uh, the films are good. Um, I like everything. I mean, I like everything I saw. I didn't. There wasn't anything I really totally hated. Um, yeah. You know, I probably I didn't see nearly as much as you because I was running around a good bit. Um, but it does. It, it was interesting because other than other than sidewalk. This is really the first film festival I've been to during the pandemic. I mean, I've jumped yeah. on a couple of panels here and there. I've watched a film or two here or there. I bought a pass to try back and didn't do anything because I was just at that point in time couldn't even look at my screen anymore yeah. at that moment. And so my reflection on Sundance 2021 would be more about a question, which is, well, first of all, a sort of a comment that, boy, a sold out screening when it's 18 seats just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of what I'm picking up on. It's like, Maybe it's less about the number of seats that we actually sold and more about the actual experience of what a film festival is and what the purpose is. And you know how I am. I'm going down the rabbit hole with that a lot. And Mm -hmm. I mean, no offense to you, but I just a film festival isn't something you do in your living room. It's just not. And, you know, I I think it it all feels very different. And and that was not what we offered. I mean, we offered the you know, we offered, of course, Sundance offered the ability to do that. But we offered the ability to actually come and and be part of the festival at a drive in or and and cinema. And I mean, one of the issues there is that festival, some festival films can be very difficult to watch at a drive in. 
Um, and so that's a note, right? That we, I mean, that's something we discovered with Sidewalk. I mean, if it's subtitled, if it's right. if you happen to have a, a, a car full of people next to you who are more interested in taking selfies, people feel more comfortable doing that in, in a car than they do in a cinema. So even though I'm sure it happens, so <laughs> a lot of distraction. Um, and so it doesn't. I just I'm looking forward to a time when we can again have an actual film festival because to me, watching stuff on my computer or even my projector and the system that I have that's pretty darn good is just not going to a film festival. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it, um, especially, you know, considering the times. Uh, and I am grateful to have gotten to experience Sundance, and I'm using air quotes around mm-hmm. that, because I, I, you know, was on my couch in my living room. Right. I'm not standing outside in line uh, in Park City, Utah, being like, am I going to make this screening? And is that actually Chloe Sevigny there? Or is that just somebody right. who looks like Chloe Sevigny? And just like the whole, you know, film festival experience that that uh, both you and I have, have had, you know, so many yeah. times. Um, no, it, it it's not that. As somebody, though, who, you know, doesn't tend to go to film festivals for the parties or the panels or much of the social stuff at all as somebody who is like plans out my days to go from one movie to another movie to another movie to another movie to another movie and just like cram as much into every day as I can. I have to say I'm pretty grateful for the opportunity to have done that with Sundance's programming this year. Yeah, I I certainly don't expect that to be uh, an option that continues into the indefinite future. I mean, I hope it's not, Corey. I mean, I know I understand what you're saying. And I mean, I definitely am not. I'm definitely the person who's I'm going to go to the parties and all that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I'm definitely the person who wants to fit. My goal is to fit as many films in too. But there is just something about like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting behind John Waters or Oh my God, that's the person from the film who just stood up and like, you know, it just, there is just a magic that happens at a film festival that cannot be replicated. And and look, I think we did a really great job of replicating it to our best ability and keeping people safe. Sure. I'm not suggesting that anything else should be done. And I think Sundance's concept here, like, don't get me wrong. The concept here is amazing. I mean, the minute that they released this concept, I I was, you know, shooting off emails left and right. I've really fought to, for us to be part of this. Um, And so clearly I'm embracing it. I just, reflecting on what exactly the purpose of a film festival is, what it means, and, and and what is currently lost. Well, those aren't questions I think we can answer here no. today because they're no. conversations we've been sure. having for the better part of a year now. Um, and they're conversations that, that everybody's having all around the world. Right. Um, you know, and, and once, and it, 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 I feel like we've been saying some variation of this yeah. sentence for, for who knows how long, but once COVID is over or once the whatever worst of the pandemic has passed means. us or whatever any yeah. of this is, you know, who knows what the festival landscape is going to look like. But but I do, you know, I, I think I'm I'm pretty comfortable in knowing what sidewalks priorities are. Yeah. And um, that's something that I look forward to, you know in whatever form it is able to take uh, in the, in the, the coming year, because, you know, I do miss big screens. I mean, I yeah. Miss, and the, I mean, all um, of it comes with it. I yeah. mean, I mean, you've even mentioned that you miss sort of the annoying person to the right or left of you just occasionally. I mean, you'll get yeah. over that really quick, but I, you know, I, my, my feeling here is I, is, I mean, clearly many, many things, but maybe it's summed up by this and saying that this is something I said in the intro a lot, which is like, this was such an honor. It truly was 
like nobody could have ever if you had told me when we opened the doors to the cinema and we just had a, I had a like memory on social media come up that was us breaking ground two years ago. Yeah, so, I saw that too. I mean, it's pretty wild. If you had told me, you know, even a year ago, you're going to be standing on the stage introducing Sundance in, you know, January, I would not have believed you. So it is, it is, and for somebody whose film was rejected from Sundance, like I made a feature when I was in film school, I yeah. sent it to be rejected just so I could say I've been rejected by Sundance. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, it was, it, it's, it, so it's such a like special thing and I hope it never happens again. And so that's the sentiment, <laughs> right? It's, it's like, it's right. so special. It's so cool. It's so amazing. And I'm looking at it now going, that was really, really an honor. And, um, I mean, beyond such and like really amazing that we pulled it off and that Sundance pulled it off, but man, I hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Well, um, I hope, for my sake, I can get to Park City one of these days, but uh, in the we'll meantime, we'll wait in line together and not right, see a movie. Right, wait in line for three <laughs> hours only to be turned away from the thing that, I, that we really wanted to see. Um, but uh, until then, um, I just got my pass for Virtual South by Southwest. <laughs> Shit. So <laughs> I guess that's in the near future. <laughs> and, oh boy! And uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see how how all of that goes as well. But. Um, yeah, Sundance, I think, successful, um, and there are a lot of great films coming down the pike yeah. for people this year. I mean, I didn't even talk about Summer of Soul, the Quest Love yeah. documentary, it's which is amazing. It's terrific. so good. Um, I thought Ben Wheatley's In the Earth was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked uh, Edgar Wright's new documentary on Sparks, uh, the Sparks yeah. Brothers. Um, there are so many good movies, including some movies off mic I need to tell you about for sidewalk purposes Okay, uh, that you, I think, are going to want to take a look at if you haven't already. Um, there's so many great – there's so much great stuff coming down uh, the line for everybody uh, to see, hopefully, again, knock on wood in a theatrical right. setting later this year. Let's hope. Uh, so Sundance 2021 um, in the books. That's been Reflections. Well, thanks for listening to Side Talks for your own personal cinematic Rudy and Theo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Multicolored sweaters. Why not? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, too bad I mean, about- I thought you were going to take the, the Bill Cosby thing and run with it, but uh, anyway, skipping. Yeah. yeah. Well, who? 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 <laughs> Bill who? Not familiar. Um, never, never heard of him. Uh, so uh, thanks to all of you for listening, and um, thanks to Boutwell Studios for producing this show, as always. And uh, SidewalkFest.com. I said that really weird. Say it again. SidewalkFest.com is where you can find... (laughs) What can you find at SidewalkFest.com? Movie theaters, showtimes, all the uh, wacky antics that Sidewalk is up to. Um, And check us out on social media, at SidewalkFilm, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.